millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. A lot can happen in the next three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare tri-term medical plans are available for these changing times. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer budget-friendly, flexible coverage for people who are in between jobs or missed open enrollment. The plans last nearly three years in some states, with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. So for whatever tomorrow brings, United Healthcare tri-term medical plans may be for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Botox Cosmetic, out of botulinum toxin A, FDA approved for over 20 years. So talk to your specialist to see if Botox Cosmetic is right for you. For full prescribing information, including boxed warning, visit BotoxCosmetic.com or call 877-351-0300. Remember to ask for Botox Cosmetic by name. To see for yourself and learn more, visit BotoxCosmetic.com. That's BotoxCosmetic.com. I'm too sexy for Milan, New York and Japan, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to the Football Ramble. My name's Marcus Speller. Luke Moore's here. Hello. Jim Campbell's here. So sexy it hurts. And right said Pete Donaldson. Japan. Better right said Fred to get us going there. I wasn't expecting it, I'll be honest. Yeah, but you loved I'll it. I'll be honest. Mm. Yeah. I'm a model. My favourite would be Deeply Dippy, I'd say. Mm. You it's know a, what? It's a cover, isn't it? Deeply Is Dippy. Is it really? It's a very good song. So it would make sense. Because mm. all the other underrated songs band. I don't, I don't agree with that. What did you say, Peter? Very underrated. All right, outfit. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. Underrated. The wasn't underrated there, right said Fred. Was there three of them or have I gone mad? No, I think there was three. One yeah, had hair, right, two didn't. said and Fred. Yeah. <laughs> and, the main, and the main two, they were in EastEnders, weren't they? Were they? No, that's the Mitchells. Cause, cause and, yeah, and they, the, both of them used to play centre of midfield for Everton. <laughs> Graveson <laughs> and... Um, who's the other fella? Lee... Lee Carsley. Lee Carsley. Yeah. Who's yeah. the who the main because the main two got beaten up at that rally, didn't they? Oh no. Oh, oh no. Oh, I don't like Try to hear bring that. it down, guys. No, let's yeah. move on. Let's move on. Yeah. Richard Fairbrass is one of them. Yes. There, they were brothers, I believe. Oh, actually, looking at it, apparently it wasn't a cover. So apologies to right Yeah, it's Fred. a great song. There we go. Well, Jim, thanks for clearing that out because that'd have been a scandal. Yeah. Right? That would have gone the whole summer. Who do we yeah, send the royalties to? Because I mean, Christ. Yeah. Who, who knows that in we're in between the club season and the World Cup? <laughs> We're talking about right said Fred. <laughs> Giving them the kudos that perhaps they didn't receive fully no. in the 90s. Um, but they have now, so mm. we can kick on. Yeah. Uh, who'd like to hear about me meeting Kevin Keegan? Literally yes. everyone. <laughs> <laughs> I met Is that him. your first point of order? <laughs> Who would like to hear about me meeting Kevin Keegan? Did I'm... you treat him with a bit more respect than you usually bloody do, Marcus Speller? I know, One of my favourite 
football. Oh, Pete, I reckon it was one of the worst displays of two facelifts you've yeah. ever seen. Yeah. Yeah. It was Disgusting. really nice to it. Yeah. Iago style levels of yeah. two face turncoatery. No, I have. I look. Do I respect Kevin Keegan and Arsenal fan TV? I respect one of those things, yeah. and it's Kevin Keegan. Um, <laughs> no, I just find a few things rather amusing about the man of what's happened. Like, to like him. what? Well, let's well, have some highlights. We, we know all this. What was it like to actually meet him? <laughs> He's genuinely a lovely man. He's exactly as you would imagine. People love that man as well, and rightly so. I have to say, though, uh, no sooner had he walked into the room uh, and, and he shakes everybody's hands and very congenial, very lovely, he sat down. And I'm not joking. The first story he tells... Now, I don't know whether this is... Uh, a recent thing or back in the day when he was playing in Liverpool but he for some reason he told some story obviously theft is not funny etc and so on but he told a story about his car radio getting nicked when he was in Liverpool did he? <laughs> that was his opening thing incredible that was his anecdote I had my car stereo stolen in the place where everyone says car stereos get stolen yeah so right, okay. uh, I, I think it was probably from yesteryear but, um, <clears throat> okay. but there we are there but we a go. lovely man nonetheless they're, they're not removable anymore surely are they Marcus I've no they idea probably are if you're Kevin Keegan <laughs> I, I, fit in, I fit in my own it's car dissolved. stereo and it's definitely not removable so I can yeah. concur it's not okay. here we are but a lovely chap genuinely hmm. very very lovely still yeah. thinks, a meeting of minds still yeah. thinks penalties are a lottery though yeah. despite mm. the overwhelming well, we'll, evidence we'll, we'll, myself and well, others suggested you never played the game Yeah, so, we'll also is... find out about that in the summer I expect yeah <laughs> that's true he did admit that uh, when he took England to Euro 2000 that um, they had these ideas in place and then when they tried to implement them and they didn't quite work they didn't have much of a plan to back that up right you know, and I doesn't thought, sound like Kevin <laughs> managerial <laughs> career at all. Well, wait, wait, Kevin, what are we going to do next? Well, I thought that was work. So, <laughs> anyone got any ideas? Because I genuinely thought that was going to work. Tino's turned up to the match drunk. Let's play with <laughs> yeah. Barry Venison in the role. <laughs> yeah. what's, what's the tactical style? Hope mainly. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. We're playing a hope, hope too. The force of my charisma and goodwill. Yeah. Oh, but which, can, look, which can get you pretty far. They can do. When you're Kevin Keegan, England look like they've got a plan on the Southgate, don't they? For mm. a bit, put Nigeria <laughs> to the. The dagger to the spoon, one to the machine gun, one of those form swords you get at a fair. Yeah, no, I thought, I thought, um, what half time? I thought, oh, here we go. I think Gareth Southgate said to them at half time, the last thing we need is to win six nil here. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so just calm it down a little bit. That's what we said when England went away to Germany. Remember, ahead of uh, a tournament, and England won three two. Euro two thousand sixteen, I think it was ahead right. of that mm. tournament. Eric Dyer nodded the winner. Mm in injury time. And as you said then, Luke, you were like, oh, this is the last thing we it need. Is. Yeah. Well, I, I, at half time, well, I thought that England, as many people did, I'm sure, thought, I thought England were very good in the first half and I thought it could have been more than two ahead, actually. Mm. Um, and I, I did say on Twitter on the Ramble account at the time, uh, at Football Ramble, I said, this is probably the last thing we need and why do they always do this to us? Now, it's obviously semi-joking there, but Nigeria are, are a decent enough team. I mean, they've qualified for, for the World Cup, as we know. And uh, they'd have been they'd have been experimenting, but they would have been looking to impress. A lot of those players would want to be in the first in the starting lineup for their first game, so it is valid. They're already um, impressive in those tops. Oh well, listen, the kit's gone crazy, hasn't it? People have <laughs> they sold three million of those shirts oh, on the first day or something? It's, it's I, will never, so I will never understand streetwear. I will never understand what well, we can see that. The, <laughs> <laughs> what captures the imagination? I don't understand Do like why things are popular. Uh, do you know? Yeah, but it's, it's different. It's, it's different. I think that's. Is a, it that different? To me, to... the sleeves don't work with the but it's with the quite, body. It's quite mm. retro, isn't it? It has a yeah. real sort of seventies look to it. I, th- I think it's a classic, and the World Cup isn't, hasn't even happened yet. I think it's can, brilliant. Can I can I give a piece of uh, very much needed context for Pete's comments there? Right uh, on Saturday, uh, no, sorry, Friday, 
at 9.26pm, <clears throat> I received a WhatsApp from Michael Cox oh, yeah. of Zona Marking and other mm. such outlets. You and, up. And it said... <laughs> no, yeah. You okay, hun? No. And it said, me in Soho tonight. And speech marks. Bloody hell, that guy's got a niche old school Newcastle shirt on. Oh, it's Pete. <laughs> so what? you were out on Friday night wearing a Newcastle shirt. Oh, so really? you don't know about streetwear, and I've rumbled you there. I've I absolutely was, rumbled I you there. I was off to the gym, and I was wearing a nice uh, baby blue uh, David Ginola. You know, well, probably not David Ginola, you know, sort of Alan Shearer kind of um, European adventures. All I'll say is careful wearing sportswear around Soho. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Why? Apparently, Pete doesn't understand streetwear. Yeah, here he is. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Actually, do you know what? It's funny because one thing, what sometimes I think that Nigeria kit, as Jim says, is a classic. And sometimes I think, oh, I don't know, is it a bit? I just think that we've been played like a fiddle. We're sort of, they're, they're, they're sort of taking a part of our um, memories and nostalgia and just selling it back to us. Yeah, yeah but that's it's the... not for them to we, do. But that's what... exactly what it is for them to do, isn't it? That's <laughs> the whole point of, of trying to sell a kit, surely. Yeah. yeah. What, what they're doing there, Pete, is they're designing the kit that people want to buy. And they've and nailed I, it. I, I don't think you could really necessarily criticise them for that because that's almost what it is. I don't understand streetwear or capitalism. <laughs> <laughs> there it is. Yeah. yeah. Well, and well done. Mate. Um, Has I, anyone I got any swaps your... for my panini collection? <laughs> Should we talk about the not game? that kind of? Should we talk look? about Raheem Sterling looking very lively? Yeah, and, he had an uh, excellent game, responding well to all that nonsense that he, uh, the tabloids. Uh, he did. He's, he he's, he's, very, he's not even into, like, not even sort of. It's not got to him, really. But you know what? Surprised me a year 2016, I was hearing that it did get to him. Right. And during the Wales game, that uh, Roy Hodgson and Ray Lewington were actually very concerned with, with Sterling because there's stuff off the pitch that had been written about him and so on and so forth. And it had got to him. Now, now maybe, I mean, look, we're not at the tournament yet, uh, but he has had an awful lot of crap um, unnecessarily vomited at him by the, the flipping tabloids in this country who have disgraced themselves yet again. Yeah. It's me, the son, and it's uh, the annoying thing is the the, the the dog, the racist dog whistling never really comes out. It never yeah. it gets discussed. Like the, the, the post-match, he gets, the, he gets asked a direct question. Has it got to you? This stuff has been written about you in the press. And they, like nobody calls it as it is. Yeah. It's, it, it drives me mad. Well, he said, didn't he, that like, you know, it's been happening for long enough that he effectively um, has got used to it and sort of learned how to deal with it. But he, he shouldn't have to. He seems, like a, he seems like a fairly fairly mild-mannered, gentle kind of character when you see him speak. And he seems like actually genuinely quite a nervous person that isn't particularly comfortable in front of the cameras. And it's just, it's, why are they victimising him? Why are they, why are they actively trying to do ruin anything. the confidence of someone who plays for England? And an important player at that, although not that it matters how important he is in, in that context. But it's, it, it's just so flipping sad and boring and we, all those we, other things. We have things. to point out, it's not, it's not actually the sports desk doing this. No, it, it's, no, it's the news desk not. and the online desk doing this. Yep. And I know because I asked someone... Uh, um, well, the sports desk, get, I think they get annoyed at the news They're desk. Very However, annoyed, the sports desk don't always cover themselves in glory. Well, no, of course not, no, no. But, but on, the, um, on the game itself, I mean, I, I did feel for Sterling when he decided to dive... Mm. For the goalkeeper, thought, for the oh, and I thought, uh, I, I understand that you, you at that moment you're not going through the situation. Going, oh, this is going to make it worse. He's not thinking that. He's just playing mm. the game. It was a strange decision to dive purely because. Um, but is he pulling out because, the challenge because he thinks? No, he, he, just, clapped, he just clapped his legs to, to try and. No, get he penalty. did, but I mean, he could have ran into the keeper. We could have jumped him. <sighs> yeah, look, he's you know he right, initiated okay, the, the, if the situation. If, if he had just it was waited, a dive. it was a dive. Yeah, yeah, yeah if, he, if he had just waited, it would have been a penalty. Yeah, but he didn't. But and 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 I saw a few outlets giving Kieran Trippier the man of the match, and I understand why he played played well and and, and his set piece delivery is good. I actually thought Cahill was man of the match by a mile for the fir- for the he first. He given it. I think Sky Sports gave him that. Right. Okay. So for the first twenty or twenty-five minutes, particularly, not just because he scored, though that was a powerful header. It was a great great header. 
Um, for the first 20 or 25 minutes, I thought he looked absolutely imperious. Mm. I, I thought he's really benefited here from coming back into this team at mm. Chelsea, um, playing in a three when he's done so. And actually, next to um, Stones, who's a bit more inexperienced than with Walker, who's not experienced in that position, and in front of an inexperienced goalkeeper, I thought he really grew into the role. I and, thought so, yeah. And he was such a good performer for England, particularly in the first half. It was yeah. that, that role was theirs was there for for him to take it. Because I think people thought Harry Maguire might start, and I was probably he one of in, them. He's had an injury, though, hasn't he? He's he has had an injury. But an illness that, or something. But if you put it into context, as you've just said there, Walker, uh, in, slightly inexperienced at that, with that position, uh, Stones and so on, uh, to have an older head, Cahill, who has a lot of experience in that position as well and has played it, uh, you know, in, in the Champions League for many seasons with Chelsea and won league titles and so on, that was there for him, and it was. And if he could play his way back into that position, then that is a real uh, bonus for England, or not not a bonus, a positive. And, and he's done that yeah, absolutely. And, and I he, think he'll start for England in the first game. I think he will too. And he led very well in that game, yeah, and that's yeah. that's something that, that that back three in particular lacks. Not through the fault of the characters of, of Walker or Stones, but as you say, you know, we know that Stones can be a little bit shaky, and he he plays a game that has risks in it because it's you know high risk, high reward, the sort of ball playing centre back he's, he's aiming yeah. to be in very often does very well. And obviously, as you say, Walker's out of position. So um, England need those sort of characters. And I'm quite excited by some of the players and the attitudes they have in this team. If you look at players like Deli Alley and Jesse Lingard, they are confident young men. Mm. You yeah. know, They look like they're not going to get rattled. They're not going to get shaken. And we need as much of that as possible in that side. And Gary Cahill, I think, more than anyone can provide that at the back. I, I, I saw something, though, in that performance that um, kind of uh, made me shudder a little bit. I think I mentioned it a few, uh, like probably about three friendlies ago. I thought England, nowadays, they don't give the ball away quite so much. We gave the ball away an yeah. alarming amount in that match. I did not care for that very much. <laughs> and we're going to get yeah. punished. We're going to get, certainly in the second half, we're going to get punished um, if we play like that against um, a better team than Nigeria. I think the A problem, quicker team as well. Yeah, I think the problem is that if England want to start trying to play the ball out from the back, that's mm. all very well. But teams will realise that and think, well, we'll press them. Yeah. And if you press England while they're trying to if play, you press it out the back, you're going to get a bit of joy. You <laughs> he'll, are. He'll attempt a cry. Because yeah. if you try, and you'll press, get blood out of it. <laughs> well, if you try and press Manchester City, unless you're Jürg, one of Jurgen Klopp's sides and you have it in your in the culture at the club mm. uh, that Klopp has brought, then you can have some success. It takes a lot of hard work and a lot of determination, a lot of cohesion, but you can just about do it. Whereas for most teams, you try and press Man City and they just knock it around you and you've left a load of room behind you, you know. So and, and it's very difficult for England to play that way. And to give it a bit more context, I mean, Jim mentions about Lingard and Ali not getting affected by the occasion. Ali started against Iceland in Euro 2016. Well, I was about to mention And, and, and the problem is we're going to have probably certainly six, maybe even seven players starting the first game for England in the World Cup this summer when we had start that Iceland game. You'd imagine Walker, Cahill... Possibly Rose, Sterling, Ali, Dyer, Sterling, Kane will start. Yeah. Is that's that, possibly seven. Is that necessarily a problem though? Because well, no, those those players haven't experienced that. Will surely think that can never happen again. Well, They'll I, be so motivated. I, I find it interesting. Well. I find it interesting how we're, we're we're. I'm not I'm not saying it's right or wrong or whatever. But it's, as an interested observer, it's quite funny how um, <clears throat> we're talking about this brave new world and how England seem much different now and they play in a different way and we feel like we've got a young squad and all the rest of it. It's quite an interesting statistic that almost seven, possibly seven mm. of those players were, mm. were, were the ones who played in, in England's worst, arguably, well, not even arguably, England's worst ever modern moment. Yeah. Yet, yet that's, that's far more than 50% of the players are going to play, probably. Um, so that is a curious situation, but it does go to show you how well Southgate has done in ushering through almost like a new, mm. a fresh start for everyone. Yeah. And, and I've been very impressed with what he's done on off the pitch. On, on, the, um, Nigeria, on the Nigeria game, just to go back to that, 
first half particularly, England were very good. They were snapping their passes. They knocked the ball around nicely. They should have been more than two nil ahead for my money. Um, they, they showed threatening um, pace. potential for, from set pieces. They were quick. In the second half, though, I, I, Marcus, you and I were talking about this before we came in um, today. I wonder whether Southgate said, look, now I want to focus on this and this. I want, to, I want mm. you to just, just, just sit off. I want you to defend. I want to see how we can defend as a unit and how we can do different things. Because the, it wasn't just the fact that Nigeria changing their system affected England for, for a good 10 minutes. It was the fact that they, they seemed to very obviously be not doing the things in the second half they were doing in the first half. They weren't pressing as much. They weren't snapping at Nigeria's heels. It was almost like they retreat within themselves. And I find it hard to believe that wasn't a deliberate thing to do. I agree with you. And I think it's a very difficult one if you're a player going into that game. You want to play for your starting position. And it was good that England got a good hour without making too many changes. But also, you, you are away. You don't want to get injured. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, there's a, there's a bit of uh, consideration all round there. Uh, but who does Southgate go for in midfield for the opening match? It was nice to see that he looked a little bit more attacking in this one. Uh, you know, Dyer will probably sit in front of the defence or maybe Henderson. It will certainly be one of the two. Then who do you play? Because Ali and Lingard in, in those positions looks quite nice. You know, mm-hmm. bit of pace, bit of creativity and so on. I do like the look of Loftus-Cheek, though. going to say, Ali and Lingard, can you play them together? <laughs> <laughs> I don't think Loftus-Cheek offered much when he came on. No, but I think he's a good player, though. I think, I think he, he could... struggled to deal with... I think he struggled to pick up the pace of the game, and I think he struggled to have an impact in this game particularly. Mm-hmm. I like him as a player generally, mm-hmm. but I wonder if, they, if the, the occasion seemed a bit too big for him. And I, I understand it's difficult to come off the bench in that type of role. But I think to, to just hone in on that, when he was, was he man of the match against Germany in the friendly? Oh, he's definitely got it in him. Mm-hmm. But I, I'm thinking about... I'm trying to think about it in a, in a, in a situation where... I don't know. Because it... He looked so, a bit headless, didn't he? It was yeah. kind of the way he sort of bounced around. I, I don't know whether it's the way he runs or how tall he is. I don't. He just looks. I thought his decisions were quite poor. <laughs> and I think in 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 this game in the, in this World Cup, we're going to play Tunisia and Panama first off, and we're going to attack them, and we're better than them, and we're going to play a second formation. I think everyone here realizes. And we're going to win. Yeah, and I think I mean, all, all things being equal, we should win those games. We should be too strong for that team. Those two teams. When you get into the Belgian game, when you get into potentially a knockout game, if you're in the situation there where you're tuning up. Also, two one up as it was there in Nigeria when 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 Loftus Cheek came on, and you're bringing someone on to look after the ball to give you that metronomic type retaining of possession, a Michael Carrick type role. We don't have anyone that can do that, and I think Southgate would quite like Loftus Cheek to do that, but he's not really that type of player specifically. And I, I don't know how you feel about it, but I don't think there's anyone in the team that that can that can perform that role. Mm. I mean, Henderson possibly, but we've not really seen him do that for England mm. enough. He does it very well for for Liverpool, mm. and I I would say Dyer sees danger better than Henderson does. But Henderson's probably more, probably more technically good. But neither of those players can play that role where they give it and lend it out and get it back. I don't think England can keep the ball, and I think in Southgate... which case they can't change it like they did against Nigeria then because they're not going to be able to do it. Yeah, but England can't keep the ball for long periods. Southgate is well aware of that. That's why, honestly, one of the reasons why I'm not too worried about what England will do, whether it will yield results or not, is a, is a, is a different matter. But as long as you've got some sort of plan, and if you're beaten by a better side, then you hold your hands up. But Southgate knows this. Which is why, in the friendly against Germany and Brazil last year, at the end of the, towards the end of last year, he worked on shape. He worked on that defensive unit, as we saw. Yeah. To use Klopp's uh, Liverpool as an example, three 0 up against Man City in as a unit. Manchester City didn't have a sniff of a chance in that second half, and I think that's the way Southgate will play. That's possibly why they went in a little bit against Nigeria, just to 
go off the pace a bit and say, let's invite them on and let's just keep the unit, keep the shape. Because if England do that, rather than trying to keep the ball and so on, they'll get caught in possession. So keep that unit mm. and just give them nothing. It's you know, and I love I think, that Brazil game and I remember that well, yeah. Mm, um, John Obi Mikel said after the match that England have a good chance of going all the way. John, we don't want to hear that kind of stuff. No. John. Um, Alex Iwobi's been included in the Nigeria squad and so he should be after that goal it was a very good goal wasn't it, it he's got nice... that in him occasionally mm. it would be nice to see more of it very deeply buried though, a lot of the time would you like to see more of it at club level Jim yeah <laughs> specifically at club level actually, I just, mate. Yeah. I just the, after England adjusted when Nigeria changed it England looks look comfortable. I didn't mm-hmm. think I didn't feel like we were in danger of chucking it away or no. anything like that. The fact, that ten minute period was a bit of a concern, and and just finally, I guess to finish on England because I know you're, you're trying to move on to Nigeria, Marcus, and rightly so. Um, I didn't think any of the players who came off the bench for England had an impact at all. And when you think of you're looking at players like Rashford, Welbeck, who's always been quite consistent for England, Rose, who gives you more legs on the left when Young goes off, and Delph. I was confused at Delph being brought in midfield. I have to mm. be. He'll, honest, play, he'll play in midfield. But position. I don't understand why that is the case. Because he can play as one of those shuttlers. Um, but he doesn't ever play that now. Yeah, but he can do. He's he's had a whole career playing that. Yeah, but yeah. He's, but he's, I mean, his most impressive season has been the season he's just had, and he's played at fullback. But that, because that doesn't mean he's now entirely a fullback. Exactly. I just felt the the prospect. I'm not. I'm not having a go at Delph. I'm not saying he's a poor player. Is this his most impressive season? It's the most impressive season in terms of the teams he's played for. He's been tucked away at left back, and the the side he's been playing for have picked up 100 Premier League points, scored. How many ever goals? How many? Well, put him in goal position? then. Put him in goal then. Well, they could have done. It's, it's ridiculous. The fact that he's not playing that role. You're, you're, but he's only had a season. All mm. training and all playing. All the big, all the games he's played. And all so the you're saying he's, he's going to forget about how to play midfield? I'm then. not saying he's going to forget it. I'm just saying. So that he's all right then. We're not. We're not. We're not short of midfielders. So why are we playing him in the midfield position? Because well, I, I think his versatility is key, isn't it? And you'd, you'd never know when you're going to need those players. Say, you know, Dyer and Henderson pick up pick up injuries, or one of them suspended, one of them's injured. It, I think it makes sense for him to have a look at Delph in that position because he's more likely to play there than he is in uh, is the left back. And you know, why is he in the squad? If you want um, a bit of industry and a runner who will have grown in knowledge playing under Guardiola, you can't underestimate that playing at a season with uh, Manchester City under Guardiola. You will know more about football, and, a, and, and for major, you will know more about it. It's as simple as that. He's there because he's versatile. Yeah, my I, concern is that the, him and, and admittedly the other four that came on didn't have any sort of impact at all. It's difficult though because yeah. you start. Yeah, fair enough. I fair feel enough. I feel England faded late on, which is quite a, quite a regular thing, and you know it's only a friendly. But the worry is that England do do that at tournaments as well. There's a sense they sort of they get in front and do half a job, and then sort of kind of. Well, Try to see it out with, with hope, as we said, almost, and then it, then we come unstuck. So. Does this allay your fears a little bit? Southgate has had the players playing kabaddi in training for a bit of... Love uh, it. I was quite interested to see Very 90s. a bit of cohesion. Mm. So 90s. Channel 4, Sunday. Mm. Transworld Sport. Yep. The Indian kabaddi, sport of kabaddi. Indian sport where you have to... It's like British Bulldog, but you've got to hold your breath and go, kabaddi, 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 and, kabaddi, and, kabaddi. And, and, and not just Transworld Sport, Marcus. There was a dedicated kabaddi oh, show on Channel 4 as well. Yeah. It's, still, it's still on there. It's still... Uh, oh, my goodness. Um, the England players uh, are, have or are to be briefed over the new rule changes of this World Cup. Referees can take retrospective action during games. So if there's an incident, say, I don't know, even 10 minutes, 15 minutes into the game... Through VAR. Uh, yeah, it's linked with VAR. Right. Referee can look back and then give him a red card. So imagine that. But I, but that's, that's only for goals, um, mistaken identity, red cards, and there's only a certain cat- yeah. amount of cat- yeah, not, oh, oh, sure. So not off off the ball situations, which <laughs> yeah. is the whole reason for that. Well, it's not going to be a case of like, yeah. oh, in that that throwing should have gone the other yeah, way. Yeah, it won't be like that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. yeah, no, but I mean, but it's 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 worth pointing out. Do you think that's what Sterling's dive was about? Maybe. So, boss, is that is that all right or not? Yeah. So so they could award a goal just out of nowhere ten minutes later. 
don't know how the water is. I did actually hear Sterling before he did his dive look over to the bench and say, Gareth, shall I try out the VAR now? Yeah, 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 yeah go try it out now. So basically, if England lose 2 1, then after the game, we might be given an extra goal when we get a two It really feels like. This will go against us, doesn't it? <laughs> yeah, don't like, definitely. There'll be like, a, yeah. like some sort of ghost goal or you know penalty decision Come, that so goes this, against us. How far back can the retrospective action... So if we play Germany, can we have the Lampard goal? Back? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Just, can we have that back? Yeah, 4-2 we've only lost. Oh. Bad. <laughs> That's Argent- what we use it on. You can only use it on one thing, the That's Lampard right. goal. We've had one chalked off against the Argentinians as well with yeah. uh, the hand of God, all there that stuff. Are. Lovely. Yeah. Um, Belgium are in England's group, of course. They drew nil-nil with Portugal. Martinez went with the back three of Aldevar, Advertongan and company. Now that looks very strong on paper. However, company limped off. Um, uh, he limped out of the game with a groin injury. Could miss the tournament. Mm. That is that's the word on those streets. That is that's very that's very sad because that is a an impressive back three. Although it will be interesting to see what yeah. Belgium will bring to the tournament. We know they've got good players, but they they have the ability to disappoint. I think mm. you made on the, the point on the continent that uh, Martinez isn't going to be there. Past this, <laughs> because well, they've got so many good players, just, and, and the company, I suppose. Although you'd have to say he's approaching the twilight of his career, he's mm. clearly a massively important player for them. Oh yeah, uh, and and I mean, it's great news for England. Let's be fair; if he's not going to be, fit, I mean, realistically, yeah. he's not going to be fully fit for that mm. game. Now. He was replaced by Dedrick Boyata, and uh, there's a there's a drop off in quality <laughs> yeah, there, isn't yeah. there? With all respect to him, yeah, indeed. All right, then after the break, we will be unveiling our season predictions <gasps> and rounding up some of the rest of the friendly. See you in a moment. Hey everyone, I've been on the go recently. Phoenix, Kansas City, Chicago. If you're like me and have a home but aren't always at home, you have an Airbnb. Hosting your home or a spare room is a very practical side hustle. If you live in a big game town, you can Airbnb your place for fans to stay in. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash boast. If you thought the only way to get a more defined jawline with natural-looking results was through surgery, think again. Juvederm Volux XC is a non-surgical injectable gel filler that improves moderate to severe loss of jawline definition and can help you achieve natural-looking results with little downtime. Even better, this improved definition lasts up to one year with optimal treatment. No maintenance required. Improve jawline definition for a smooth, sculpted look with Juvederm Volux XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. A lot of us spend our lives wishing we had more time. The question is, time for what? If I had an extra hour in the day, I might catch up on the latest football news, take a lovely walk with my dog Sammy, or maybe interview someone using an orange peel and a broken iPhone. You know, normal journalism stuff. But it's not always easy to prioritise our time, and that's where therapy can be an extra helping hand. Therapy can help you find what matters to you so you can do more of it. Untangle any unneeded worries and start to value your time for you. 
So if you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapists at any time for no additional charge. Learn to make time for what makes you happy with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash Ramble today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash Ramble. I better go to Cashpoint and get some money, if I've got any money left. Welcome back to the Football Ramble, everybody. As promised, we're going to unveil our season predictions. This is the club season, of course. It would be mad if it was World Cup predictions this early, before the tournament starts. I've got the pieces of paper here. Marcus, before I unveil them all... We've started the drum roll. I don't know why that's so early. Do you want to read out the categories to remind listeners who maybe don't remember? That's right. So the club season is is done and dusted in Europe, of course. The Premier League winner was one we predicted. Premier League top scorer, Premier League player of the year, relegated teams, first manager to leave his club, yeah, right. not sacked, leave, yeah, right. and the Champions League winner. That's uh, that's what we predicted at the start of the season. Uh, we are looking forward to doing our World Cup predictions next week. Of course, we won't tell you what they are. We will put them in a sealed envelope and we yeah. will... Uh, We'll take them out at uh, the end of the tournament. Uh, gentlemen, Premier League winner, I'll go first. I had Manchester City. Luke Moore. Manchester City. Jimmy. Manchester City. Petey. Manchester City. It's a full house, everyone. Yeah, that, that was an easy one. Um, and this is where I rapidly go downhill. Um, Premier League top scorer, I had Romelu Lukaku. I had Harry Kane. Yeah, Romelu. I also had Harry Kane. I had Romelu Lukaku. Oh, yeah. well, I mean, Jim and I came closest there, yeah. but it doesn't work. Yeah. Uh, Premier League Player of the Year. I thought, oh, I've got this. So and, did I. And then I last mean. minute was taken away. Kevin De Bruyne. Oh, really? Oh. Yeah. I went for Bernardo Silva. If Kevin De Bruyne certainly didn't get it, then, then Silva didn't. Mm. I also went for Kevin De Bruyne. Oh, did you? Uh, I went for Matic. <laughs> 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 he had a good season. He went well. Okay, to back... oh yeah, because they always give it to defensive midfield players. <laughs> to back Pete up, he was the only player uh, who didn't get any criticism from Jose Mourinho. Yeah. But also, he didn't even win the Man United Player of the Season, did he? I, I, I have more respect for you if you've gone for Scott, Scott McTominay. <laughs> Jim, what did you have? I also went for Kevin De Bruyne. Okay, right. So no one got that either. Relegated teams. I uh... well, should I say the relegated teams were Swansea, Stoke, and West Brom this yeah, season. I got all three wrong. Did you? What did you go for? Huddersfield. Watford, a bit poor that. Yeah. And Burnley. Oh, I have... Burnley had their best season or whatever in the mm. Premier League, and I thought they were going to go down. Marcus, I... Marcus, do you want to know what I got? I went for Burnley, Huddersfield, and Watford. Did you? <laughs> <laughs> I went for Huddersfield, yeah. Burnley, and Stoke. Oh, oh you got it. Oh, nice. nice. This is incredible. I went for Huddersfield, Burnley, and Newcastle. Oh, there we go. Oh. I understand. How does it, why did we all think I, Burnley I've been were going to go about down? that all season? <laughs> I have as well. Did it as well. <laughs> yeah, my thinking was that they would run out of steam because you often see it happens. No, the teams overachieve and they overachieve and they they can't keep it up. Yeah. Okay, for, for, Do you know what the relegated not. teams was the hardest one for me to pick out? I think it's, well, it always is hard these days. Yeah. Um, first um, manager to leave. First manager to leave, which was of course Frank De Boer on the 11th of September. Very early left on. Left Crystal Palace. Now my decision influenced why I thought Watford would go down. I chose Marco Silva because. I thought, and it did happen a bit later. I thought he'd get his head turned and find and go maybe to a side on the continent. Or he something, left and then Watford in, would drop. Uh, in January, of course. Yeah. So I had Mark Hughes, who also left in January. Ah. Mm. 
I had Rafa Benitez. I thought there would be some shenanigans. I mean, it's a fair shout. It's a fair shout. Peter? Um, I'm fairly certain I'm over someone else, but apparently I'm being told it was Rafa Benitez, so there we go. Yeah, I can imagine you go for Rafa Benitez. Did you go for Conte? Was that what you were thinking? No, I don't. I remember you were cynical about Newcastle hanging on to. Yeah, I mean, that was was my uh, point, I think. And I think yours as well, Jim. Shenanigans. Champions League winner, which was, of course, Real Madrid. Madrid. I went for the side who should have won it, in my opinion, because they should have been Real Madrid in the semi final, Bayern Munich. I went for Real Madrid. Mm. Oh, nice. Oh. I went for Barcelona. Oh, my God. Has Luke won this? Yeah. I went hey. for Bayern Munich. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Well I'll tell you what. And in give me some sort of jingle because I've been absolutely battered all season on going for gloves. So <laughs> I needed like, this. We well, only we've... got the Man City one right. And in classic fashion, Real Madrid got you over the line. There we go. They'll find a way. <laughs> I, I would yeah. play some noises, but I'm trying to get my um, jingle box sorted out for the World Cup. Okay. So I've deleted all of the Can noises. Just give me enough a... about your jingle box. Ah, That's not for ah, me. Well done, Luke. Thank yeah, you. Yeah, well that'll, done. that'll pass muster for now. Thank you very much. <laughs> oh, and listen, to get in touch if you've, if you've played along yourself and let us yeah. know how you got on at Football Ramble on Twitter and uh, at The Football Ramble on Instagram mm. of course uh, we'd be very interested to hear your uh, your predictions there yeah we, um, we will have although, world, we will have World Cup predictions yes. as well we're yeah. going to make a little wall chart that you can put in front of your uh, if, if you're in a little cubicle at, at work or I don't know in the mess hall wherever you might uh, inhabit uh, Monday through Friday never has in, one man sounded more like he's yeah. never had a proper job <laughs> on, the, on the building site <laughs> yeah. I've had loads of proper jobs yeah. um, name them you can stick them uh, you can stick them on a wall betting shop uh, worked in a zoo. Not a proper job. Normal no, jobs. Not, All normal jobs. But it's a proper job, it's not normal. All will become clear. We are doing World Cup predictions, and then we will be aware of you to, to be able to play along with us. But uh, check us out on at the Football Ramble on Twitter to, to see more information. Yeah, yeah, and we will try to make more. Or, or sort of less underwhelming predictions for the World Cup <laughs> than that. Yeah. Well, we can't yeah. print the future markers, and that's kind no. of the fun. Yeah. No, don't yeah. promise that because we absolutely <laughs> cannot deliver. <laughs> right, it's now time for correspondence. With P.T. the Donaldson. It is time, of course, for P.T. Donaldson. Blah, blah, blah. Um, yes, uh, <laughs> if you want to get short, as always, short the football ramble, is the way to do it.com. Uh, long time uh, listener. Long email you are. <laughs> Show it, the football ramble is the way to do it.com. <laughs> yeah. Um, hello to. Who have we got here? This is Jacob. Hello, Jacob. Uh, we've got an email. Uh, big fan. Been listening for a long time. Blah, blah, blah. Uh, I've been meaning to share this story with you for a long while, but I've never got round to it. Uh, during my time at university, I spent uh, Easter and summer holidays working on the rides at Legoland. It's less fun than you might think, which I don't think is their official tagline. It's <laughs> <laughs> uh, a kind of job you'd have, it? Uh, One of the highlights of the job was the, the occasional brief celebrity encounter, and I saw my, saw my uh, fair share of footballers there, usually accompanied by their children. I mean, it'd be weird. Usually. Just by themselves. Yeah. Um, this particular story didn't happen to me. However, I'm very close to both people involved with the story, so I know it to be 100% true. Also, my apologies. It's a bit of a long one, so feel free to skim read. It's not that long. It's fine. Busy sunny, sunny day about four or five years ago at uh, Legoland, uh, which means queues at the biggest rides are usually well over an hour. It gets incredibly busy there. Uh, me and my colleagues used to work on the Dragon Ride, which is basically Ooh. a medium-sized roller coaster going through a castle uh, and one of the more popular rides here. These kind of days are usually very stressful, so you can imagine my co-worker, another big football fan, was delighted to spot the familiar face of Big JT, John Terry. Oh, oh. this is going to take a turn, isn't it? Yeah. Heading down the fast track queue. He did pay for the privilege of the fast track. My colleague is a big Chelsea fan. John Terry was, of course, still playing for them at the time. Uh, so he was excited to be able to speak to the man. Uh, it's weird, isn't it? Fast track. I don't Making like, like that. T- two tiers of... Peter. Peter. It's like easy jet, isn't it? 
It's so weird. Peter, that brings out the socialist in me, so I'm with you. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, he, he was excited to be able to speak to the man. After exchanging the usual pleasantries and checking his fast track pass, my colleague uh, decided to go above and beyond for John and immediately put him in the front row of the ride, much to the annoyance of the people currently in line for that particular row who had to wait for the next ride instead. Uh, the rule on the Dragon Ride is that once you've gone around on the ride, you must exit and queue again, even if you have the ultimate fast track passes. However, after going around on the ride and having wonderful times, Terry decided he would like to stay on for another go, so he remained sat in his seat. Unfortunately, my other co-worker, whose job it is to offload the customers, had no idea who John Terry was. When John stayed sat in his seat and showed no sign of moving, my colleague on the offloading platform approached him and politely asked him to leave. Uh, with an incredulous uh, look on his face, he asked, Don't you know who I am? Oh, there it is, JT. To which uh, she replied, I don't care who you are, you're not going around again. After an awkward standoff, Terry conceded and got off the ride. Yeah. Yes. So, yeah, he didn't come back on the ride again that day. Oh, cut his nose off. Just I know, cut right? his face. Thank you for that, uh, Jacob. He says, uh, could you leave my surname off uh, the email because I don't know what Legoland's rules are on, on ex-employees telling stories. Well, what are they going to do? I know, Legoland yeah. uh, kind they're, of whistleblowers. Gonna, put, put you in a, employ him again. Put you in a Lego prison. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> brick it I can break you. out of this. <laughs> Yeah. I can break out of this quite easily. All, uh, all of a sudden, I've got, I've got hands like claws, and I can only hold like, <laughs> little pipes. Hello to Jerry, uh, who's hoping for a great World Cup. He says, greetings all. I've enjoyed uh, hearing about the Silly uh, silly League on the uh, recent po- podcast, obviously on, on an island. And as a re- representative of another island team, I'd like to offer yourselves or anyone else a match, so long as it's on our pitch, and you sort out your own travel arrangements. He's on the King Edward Point Research Station in South Georgia. In Whoa. South, is that in the Falkland Islands? <laughs> it's, it's Antarctica, isn't it? Oh. It's getting there, isn't it? It's getting there. So, yeah, we're, uh, we're probably not going to do that, but um, thank you very much for the, uh, for the <laughs> he, invite. He showed us that he, he, uh, there was an accompanying video, wasn't there? Yeah. The pitch, I mean, arduous. it's not a pitch. It what, looks arduous. How do you describe it? Bo- um, bobbly at best. <laughs> <laughs> There's people with flipping cuts and bruises. <laughs> You've got to admire the spirit of those people down there. I'll tell you what, if, if, if someone arranged and let us go, I'd go. I'd definitely go. Yeah, give I it, mean, we'd, we'd go. We'd name? definitely go. What's the fella's name? Jerry. Jerry, get a charter jet Jerry. over here. I'm led, to, I'm led to believe that all scientists are absolutely minted, so send, <laughs> send, send us down there. Send us the science plane. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. You've probably got a research plane at your, like a little kind of Cessna. Probably. Your, probably. Your, your a Cessna from, from, from Antarctica <laughs> to Britain. <laughs> Yeah, a couple of jumps, a yeah. couple of leaps. Yeah, that'd be great, that. And we'll be away. Yeah. <laughs> Got to go back now. <laughs> right, are we ready to move on? Yes. Great. Let's... I think we have been for some time. <laughs> there were some other friendly matches happening. Germany were beaten by Austria, 2-1. Yeah. <laughs> Hardly won, ideal preparation, Germany, yeah. is it? <laughs> Having a wobble, oh showing dear, a oh trademark lack of lack of bottle. What's Blade. that? How did we get on our last friendly? One, we won it. <laughs> yeah, Leroy Sané, he's not in the squad. That is devastating news. It's showing off, isn't it? That's blimey, O'Reilly. Can I just say that is straying into arrogance? Yeah, <laughs> it is. That's the power of love. He actually, he actually started the friendly and then didn't make the squad. Did he have a nightmare? I didn't see. I didn't see it the did, whole game. It doesn't matter. He was a crucial part yeah. of Manchester City. Someone has to be an example, right? <laughs> Blimey, O'Reilly! Unbelievable. I love their kit. That's that's knocking it's, me up a notch on the fee vomit. The, the, the kit is a good one. It's tough love mm. though under Yogi. Mm. Tough love. Well, I, I guess they feel like they're, they're the world champions. What do we know? They can do what they want. They've got those four stars above the. Uh, yeah, Sané's <laughs> their not badge. There. The man who scored the winning goal in the final last time. And Gertz is not there. Because, I know he's not had a great season. But because I've I've got the fever, I've, I've followed a load of people on Instagram, um, in the tra- load of players in the training camps, and Sané looked like he's having an excellent time. I feel quite sorry for him. I do as well. Maybe he was dicking about. 
Yeah. Can't, we can't justify that, Jim. We don't know. He, he, well, he looked like he was having a lovely time. You reckon he maybe strayed See, if only, over, the, over the border into just yeah. dicking around? Frivolity. If only uh, they changed the rules with regards to eligibility to who you can play for because it's competitive games, isn't it? I think it should be tournament games. So if Sané suddenly got bumped up Southgate, Southgate would say, come and join us. He wouldn't get in. <laughs> <laughs> he wouldn't fit the system. He wouldn't get in. We've got Fabian Delph. Do you reckon that? Um, do you reckon, yeah. Do you reckon um, who he apparently... sees ghosts? So if there is a ghost skull, Delph will be like, "That's not in." He and you can trust ghost. him. Did I miss this? Explain that. Do you remember when Delph was going on about how he's uh, there was? Um, I think it was one of the Manchester City YouTube channels, and he was right. explaining how he he's, he has seen ghosts. He did with Kevin De Bruyne. He's <laughs> very fair. Do you reckon that when Yogi Love told me he's not made the squad, he was sniffing and smelling his nuts? Oh. Remember he did that? What, love, yeah, not it, Leroy Sano. Um, no hard feelings. Let's stop checking off. <laughs> It'd be so weird that you'd think, oh, I just want to get out of this situation. <laughs> yeah. I'll process what I've been told later. I'd rather not go to the World Cup. <laughs> he looks very intense, doesn't he, Dogie Love? Yeah. Certainly does. Very I don't stern. think he does, though, to be honest. Oh, he does, Pete. He, does, he looks like a guy, yeah. it takes a lot for him to enjoy something. That's why get, winning the World Cup. Well, we Cup know is... what he enjoys, Christ. <laughs> yeah. That's what um, he does in his bloody downtown. So, not ideal. Not even downtown, he's working. Yeah. In front of the world's. What viewers essentially yeah. was it? Was it Euros or the World Cup? Anyway, let, let's not talk about Yogi Love um, playing with his Unbe- testes. Unbelievable! No, it was the sniffing that was the problem. <laughs> yeah. It was the sniffing, and it was more than once, wasn't it? It That's was the... more than that once. was what the problem it was. It was the sniffing. <laughs> anyway, hopefully Russia will be a little colder. Yes, indeed. Although it won't be. Although it won't be. We've got the sweat thirty degrees or something. But mm. it's not ideal prep for Germany losing no. to their neighbours well, Austria. We haven't actually talked about how England will suffer in the heat. Well, they, but they always do. Because people have assumed that it won't be hot, but it will be hot. I don't yeah. know who's assumed that. Well, no, but normally it's a massive part of the chat, isn't I it? I played football yeah. on Saturday. It was bloody steaming hot, roasting. Um, it's, it's almost as if um, the entire world has a very simplified version of what Russia is. <laughs> yeah, isn't it? Oh, it's cold. Oh, we're bloody woolly hats. I don't think. People, I think you know. Have you, you heard the crap that's coming out in the bloody you, newspapers? Yeah, but about people Russia. remember seeing Putin with his top off. Yeah, true. Although he would do that in the cold because he's a very, very tough man, I hear. <laughs> um, Spain, not ideal prep against Switzerland. David De Gea yeah. making an error. Mm, they're all bottling oh, it. It's all unfolding, apart from when we get to France and Brazil. Audrey Zoe, though, scored a lovely one. Oh, he did score a lovely one. Mm. David De Gea, though, get those, in, get those errors out of the way. I unlike suppose. him, unlike him. Very unlike him. Mm. Oh, dear, oh, dear. France beat Italy 3-1, though. Paul Pogba, jeered off by some fans. Yeah. Could have scuppered his chances with that poor performance for a starting berth. Um, it's like the French are going, don't forget to fall out, boys. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I'm put some pressure on you now so you can start infighting early. Mind you, when Dembele scored that lovely oh, goal, beauty. Uh, there did look, th- 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 there was a very much an element of, yeah, we're good, aren't and we? A, and about among th- the players. And about three minutes before that, he almost scored a goal of yeah. incredible speed. Oh, Rounded about goodness. 14 players. He left the t- bar. three Italian players for dead. I think France looked frightening. Yeah. Absolutely frightening. So much pace. I'd be interested to see if they go for. Really, I suppose, an unconventional 4-4-2 with Giroud up there with Griezmann. Or if they do a kind of 4-3-3, which was what they played against Italy, with, mm. with you kind of wingers, I suppose. Because they do like Giroud, and he scored a few goals at international They've level. got bountiful options. They really do, and it pisses me off when I see that. And I think, <laughs> oh, come on. Um, but yeah, uh, wonderful. So, but well, if you've got against, a Kante... Against Italy, they played a 4-3-3 as well. They did, but... Yeah. It, um, 
But if you've got Kante and Matuidi in the centre, it's almost like you don't need an extra body in there. Kante almost scored as well, hit the post, didn't he? Yeah, but you can play a 4-4. You can play just two in the centre if you've got those two because they're so flipping good, you know. And mm. with this pace they have up front and the, mm. and the finishing abilities and so on and so forth, it makes an Englishman sick. But there are plenty in Italy, so they, they, they can't show. They haven't got much to show for, have they? True, but England didn't beat Italy. Didn't, so no. No. Why would we? Don't why, need why to. Do we, <laughs> yeah, we've got to stop seeing everything in light of England, haven't yeah, we? Yeah. And we'll be able to just admire. Ten years on, you finally realise that. Neymar <laughs> scored. <laughs> 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 Beauty on his return to action. It was his first match in over three months. He says he feels only 80% fit, and yet he scores a goal like yeah. that. What a goal. He's the chasing way- down Romario now as well. Yes, he is. The, the way he pulled shot. the trigger, the ball, it flew. Absolutely flew. It's one of those ones It's like he's playing a different sport. You I, know, everyone just went, what? Oh, well, I really that? feel like this could be Neymar's tournament. I feel like he could sort of announce himself. He could sort of announce himself making, on the world no, stage. No, I mean, start <laughs> making ground on, on Messi and Ronaldo in terms of like, you know, World player everyone mentioning him in that same breath. Because he's I think you know, they, obviously they do, Jim. But m- mostly they do. You, you but... basically you're saying about that individual award. That but he's not in the Ballon d'Or conversation. That's the point. Yeah, that's, which is that's but apparently really appears what it's all about these days. According yeah. to you, you can't move for talking about. Oh, so and so wants to move there because he wants to. You hear it about Hazard. You hear it about Salah. You hear it about Neymar. It seems to be motivating a lot of players these days. Well, that's why English players humble themselves. They're not interested in that. It's a yeah. team game. They yeah. focus Stop on it. the side. You yeah. learned that lesson two minutes ago. Interesting that... Uh, let's turn our attentions to Peru. Peru. Okay. Classic kit, lovely kit. I follow uh, some Peru- well, one Peruvian team on Twitter, so I get an update from um, Sporty Boys. Do you? Sporty Boys. What's the latest? My, s- well, my sister's got the Peruvian guy whose granddad used to play for... Sporty, Sporty boys. boys, right? You got a lovely pink kit. I mean, I'm, I'm doubting. I'm doubting that they're a real team. I'll be honest. I'm presuming, <laughs> yeah. presuming the granddad now plays for Sporty Old Boys. Yeah, <laughs> Sporty Dead Boys. Um, <laughs> well, <laughs> eventually, uh, uh, Nobby Solano is going to be at the World Cup because of, of, of his uh, his backroom staff exploit. Is. That, that's something that every single Everybody person on this planet, that. even Sunderland fans, can get behind that, can't they? <laughs> um, that was disrespectful laughter. <laughs> and I enjoyed it. They're called sports boys, not sporty boys. Oh, okay, sport boys. <laughs> that does make oh, a difference, though. Like Fact checking my boy my boys, sporty boys. <laughs> Sometimes being in being in sort of like contact with you several times a week, I just every so often my brain just goes, "No, nah, I'm not having that." Yeah, <laughs> that's not right. Sport boys, sport boys. Throwing your brain toys out your pram. Yeah. Paolo Guerrero. Guerrero will be playing at the World Cup. He's a crucial player for a Peru. A big turnaround. Yeah, yeah, this is great. The Peru's all-time top scorer, of course. He got a 14-month ban for testing positive for cocaine, which initially ruled him out of the tournament. But a Swiss Supreme Court suspended the ban so he can play. His argument was that the stimulant had not been performance-enhancing and was accidentally consumed in contaminated tea. Oh. An excuse that many people have used, perhaps... Um, the captains of the teams in Peru's group wrote letters urging the authorities to let him play, including Hugo Lloris, of course, because France mm. are in, in the group. Interesting one, isn't it? I mean, yeah. I'm glad he's playing because it would be a shame. It does seem quite innocuous. Mm. He's their all-time top scorer, isn't he? Yes. More so than Teofilo Cabillas, who he, he mean, overtook a little while ago. You've got to have rules, haven't you? But, I mean, <laughs> you know but there is that, Peter. I, I like it, though, rules. because I think the initial finding um, acknowledged that it was accidental and that there was no um, intention to... to to cheat effectively, yeah. or any performing like hardly element yeah. to it. Yeah, yeah, yeah I, but I, I but, but then but then sensible. you just remove that from the banned substances. You remove weed, you remove cocaine, you remove yeah. all the stuff that you know heroin. You well, get involved with a bit of black tar. I don't think heroin is performance <laughs> enhancing either. 
Great songwriting tool. <laughs> yeah. LSD. It's performance enhancing in some um, disciplines. But I mean, not most football. recreational drugs aren't performance enhancing when it comes to top level sports. No. You're, go- you're not going to have a nice time. But you've got to set an example. <laughs> oh, you've got to set an example. It's not that classic line about um, some comedian said about Lance Armstrong. I've got an incredible amount of respect for Lance Armstrong. The last time I took that many drugs, I couldn't even find my bike. <laughs> Oh dear. But he's playing, and uh, a big Paolo scored two goals against Saudi Arabia in uh, in a friendly on the weekend. Um, Guerrero means warrior in English. It does, yeah. Warrior. I, I don't like. I don't know if I've said this on the show before, but I don't like it when teams play warm up games against other teams that are in the World Cup. Yeah, England, I, know, I understand why it happens, but I would prefer them to play teams that haven't qualified because otherwise it just sort of cheapens it a bit. Uh, if England, I don't I haven't checked out the the path to to the to the final that England will inevitably reach, but Costa Rica. I don't know whether we can play Nigeria when we can play Nigeria or when we can play Costa Rica, but we definitely can play them in theory. Mm. And to me that's a bit of a shame. Yeah, I don't think I think the the I think they choose teams where they're not going to play them definitely in the last 16 and England and Nigeria are probably thinking well, it's probably not the quarters we'll meet and then right. I don't think we'll. I know, but I, I do understand the idea of picking friendly opposition for teams who play maybe mm. similarly to teams you might face. I get all that. But they, always, they always choose them but, in the same kind of like continent, or, or the, like and, next and, door or something. They think it'll weird, be a similar it? style. Yeah, it's uh, so but, weird, isn't it? And my, yeah. point, and my point is that um, only 32 teams qualify. Mm. Obviously, one of them's you. So you only got 31 teams you could possibly play against. And um, 205 yeah, FIFA member states. Yeah, well, not, maybe not quite that many, but there's 205 countries, right? But there's, yeah. there's, 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 a, there's a lot. Uh-huh. So surely you can find someone that, um, that, that maybe wouldn't be playing in the tournament. I just feel like it cheapens it. You, I just feel like it's a shame. Did you feel a bit sad that uh, in, the, in the fixtures tonight, Italy play the Netherlands? Yeah. It's sad for yeah. them, isn't it? It's like the two, two, two people at the party that no one wants to dance with. Yeah, but have... Been to parties before and, and been torn legends. up, torn up the dance legends, floor. Yeah. They've done the punch. <laughs> they've done everything. They've been on the decks. They've done everything. And now they're not even invited. Yeah. Seems strange, doesn't it? Yeah. There we are. Right, ladies and gentlemen, we're going to turn our attentions to another international tournament after this. I see Wayne getting involved. I saw him last week slapping a wrestler. I'm thinking, why is he getting involved in all that nonsense? Because Wayne Rooney won't be there this time. Oh, yeah, no, or Roy Keane. Yeah. You wouldn't call Roy Keane getting involved in nonsense around a World Cup, would you? (laughs) (laughs) Certainly not. Now, the Confederation of Independent Football Associations, CONIFA, World World Football Cup, sorry, trademark, (laughs) is underway in London. The 16 members of CONIFA are involved in the 10 day tournament, which finishes on the 9th of June. The sides are made up of oppressed regions, unrecognised breakaway states and those who have been rejected by FIFA for one reason or another. And the matches are going to be played at various grounds in and around London, including Sutton United, uh, Enfield Town, Haringey Borough and Carl Shorten Athletic. Luke, you're going to one of these games? Yeah, Western Armenia played quarter-final against Sigaliland uh, oh, tomorrow night. That is, yeah. I see why of, you've um, picked that one. At the home of Bromley and I'm going to go. Yeah. It's not far from where I live so I thought I'd pop along. It's, well, a, it's a really interesting project, isn't it? And they're, it is. they're, they're playing all around London and uh, if you've got a bit of time, I recommend popping down. Some some of the sort of like I'm stories, having a draw from football, Pete. I just can't get enough of, the, of it. Yeah. <laughs> but some of the stories sort of go, I mean, it, there's there's like a political but also like a massive financial reason why a lot of these disputed mm. states and stuff are, mm. aren't, aren't getting involved. Like Tibet's situation is fascinating. Well, like, Tibet's, in, in the, yeah. In the, if you let Tibet in, China are going to be annoyed, and obviously China are a massive market. So it's it's a clear case of FIFA going, we'd like the money, please. Oh, yeah. Pete, I thought you meant it's a fascinating situation because they finished bottom and their group didn't pick up a single point. <laughs> <laughs> well, the, the Tibetan by Northern side, Cyprus. They're not part of FIFA, though. That's well, the problem, Dalai Lama instructed Tibet to uphold the honour and dignity of the Tibetan people. So if that means finishing last in the group, they've done it. Yeah. And scored two goals. They have uh, done it. Um, a little bit of... Uh, 
bit of celebrity brought to, to the tournament by one Mark Clattenburg, who refereed yeah. the opening the opening match. It's great that he did that. He's I doing really the, like he's that. He's doing the semis as well, I think. He's doing, yeah. he's doing a few matches in the Go on, Clats. Come on, and Bruce Grobelar apparently coaches a team representing the Ndebele people of Zimbabwe. Yeah. That's nice, Good isn't job. it? So, uh, so there we are. The reigning champions are Abkhazia, a Russian-backed disputed territory in northwestern Georgia. So, uh, so there we are. Uh, the big news from uh, from one of the games uh, featuring Pandania and Tuvalu was that uh, <laughs> was that uh, the, the referee used a green card, okay. and it wasn't for entry into the United States. Kanifa rules state that a player who receives a green card must leave the field of play immediately, but can be replaced if his team has not used all of their substitutes. A player mm. receiving a green card is not excluded from his team's next match. Mm. Mm. I, nice. I, I thought that was very confusing to read that. Yeah. Um, and one of the other things that I, that I noticed about the Kanifa Football World Cup, which is a World Football Cup, surely. Yeah, tra- careful. Um, Cascadia are a team in it. And they're a team made of, of players from the US states of Oregon and Washington oh, right. and the Canadian province of British Columbia. Uh, to allow, and this is the quote from from their their sort of mission statement: to allow Cascadia as distinct as a distinct cultural entity, isolated by a region and growing society with common interests to be represented at an international level of sport, we're all passionate about. Very, very strange. I think I think basically, if you sort of go, yeah, yeah, we we recognise ourselves as a culture. Or, or Where's something. Cornwall? Cornwall should be in there. Get, yeah. get Cornwall Where's Rambolonia? In there. Yeah. I was going to say Rambolonia. We've got to play next. Get time, Sealand in there. Isn't that only like two people though? They're <laughs> <laughs> struggling to put a team together. Yeah, well, indeed, yeah. So there we are, the Kanifa. Mm. It'll be interesting to see who comes out on top there. Uh, right, ladies and gentlemen, it's now time for our LG England moments. Uh, of course, this is the feature brought to you by LG OLED TV. See it, hear it, feel it, live the game with LG, proud sponsors of the FA and the England men's teams. And as many of you know, ahead of the World Cup, we've been reliving an iconic England moment every Monday as chosen by you, the listener, with every chosen moment being entered into a competition to win a brand new LG TV. This is the final round of this series. Feature. (laughs) (laughs) I was expecting a woo. Woo! There we are. Um, So, yes, last week we had Chris Tankersley submitting Gazza's goal against Scotland during Euro 96. This week, David Humphreys emailed us this. All right, lads, here's an England moment for you. (laughs) June 2004, Croatia 2, England 4. A young Evertonian by the name of Wayne Rooney announces himself onto the world stage with a brace that not only made us believe we could win the damn lot, but also set up a new era of belief and ultimately false dawns for a whole new generation of England fans. Yeah. He's right. Yeah. And that's a positive <laughs> thing. We're, we've selected that one. Yeah. <laughs> I miss those false dawns. Well, it's a fascinating um, p- part of, uh, of of my my time watching football, watching England because... I remember being so bloody excited by Wayne yeah. Rooney. Mm. And I'm going to say these words with caution, and I hope you guys will take them in the spirit in which they're intended. Wayne Rooney, at that point, had that combination of mm. tough, hard English hand in continental flair glove. Mm. And it was, almost like a, it was almost like a young Ronaldo at that yeah. point. Well, it was he, like, had, he looked like a combination between Gazza and Alan Shearer. Yeah. Like, at that point, as you he, say. He, he was seemed incredible. To and and he really, I mean, he had played obviously the year before. Became at the time England's youngest cap player. I'm not sure if he still is. Mm. Uh, and um, obviously took to it like a duck to water, and and nothing really seemed to phase him. Uh, and then in this tournament, I mean, I know we got a tendency, especially when we're English, to look back on these types of things through rose-tinted spectacles. But Wayne really absolutely was the standout player of this tournament. And, and he, for and, England, yeah. For, but I just think we could have gone. A lot further had he not got injured. Yeah. I think we probably would have had enough to get past Portugal if, if he had not gone off injured. I don't know how you feel about Sven, it. Sven Joran Eriksson said, I don't remember anyone making such an impact on a tournament since Pelé 
in the 58 World Cup in Sweden. I mean, the second half, not so good. That is a bit <laughs> much, yeah. isn't it? Ah. What are your memories of, of this game in particular then, Marcus? Well, I remember that England had lost to France, beaten Switzerland, Rooney would scored in that game. He scored twice in that game. Yeah, he had. Mm. And and then they went and needed a win against Croatia. And Croatia, you know, they're a good side now, they were a good side then. England would have been favourites going into it. And Rooney really grabbed it by the scruff of the neck. And one of the goals he scored, I think it was from about 20, 25 yards right out. in the corner, And yeah. just smashed it in the corner. And I remember thinking, we've got one of those players. Yeah. Mm. We have one of those players who can just do something. And it genuinely was really exciting. And it was his best tournament for England, of course. Uh, you can partly say that he never really turned up in other tournaments. There was injury concerns. There was, you know, other things with fatigue and, and just poorer England sides and so on. But this tournament, he did that. You know, you can't take that away. You can't say, ah, oh, but that was when he was younger. Well, no, he did that, Wayne Rooney, really, and it was so exciting. And he was absolutely brilliant. And the injury, it was such a shame that he got injured and ultimately have to, had to bow out of the tournament. But the, but the way he played the game, it was it was, as you say, he had that kind of ability... To, to, to grab the ball and go, right, I'm going to bloody well do something here. And to see an England player do that was 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 brilliant. Mm. Absolutely brilliant. I, I, f- I feel like the first goal you've talked about, the second goal where he breaks through and um, gives the keeper the eyes and sends it the wrong way. The first time you see that goal, um, it's just, I think it was the third goal against Croatia, when you see that goal, you think, okay, he's gone one-on-one there. He's play- I think he plays a one-two with maybe Owen. Runs through and you think, that's a good finish. If you actually watch it on the replay from behind, he completely sends the keeper the wrong way, gives him the eyes and puts it in the other corner. Yeah. And and you'll th- at that point, I remember thinking, this is a, th- that was a goal of such maturity mm. for someone who was basically going to... gonna. We talked about it, didn't we, in, in, earlier, was it last week, we talked about how Tony Cruz plays the Champions League finals like mm-hmm. he's just walking around the park. Yep. Wayne Rooney was doing that then. It was almost like nothing phased nothing him. Phased you, him. you introduce him into the Everton team at that age and he scores a brilliant goal. He, he, he just forces his way into the club side and, and his, it looks brilliant. You give him his England debut early, he looks fine. You give him his tournament debut early, he looks fine. He not only does he look fine, he flourishes. He scored four goals in four games in that mm. tournament. Mm. It, was the, it was the only time that England had got out of the group stage in the European Championships when it wasn't in England. Right. Which I know they've not had that many opportunities to do so, but it's still no, pretty it still, significant. It's still really interesting. I, I don't know if you remember, but... Um, England actually went behind, didn't they? It was Niko Kovac scored for Croatia. And then Paul scores, e- Skulls equalised. Paul scores. Paul, <laughs> Paul Skulls scored with yeah. an assist by Wayne Rooney. Rooney got his doubled, uh, double, and it was a Tudor, was his name? Uh, got one back yeah. for Croatia. And at this point, you kind of it's a little bit wobbly, uh, but then Lampard gets a fourth. And it was really good to see England turn it around, mm. have a wobble, and then put it to bed. Because right. so often they don't do that. Yeah. They look like they're going to sort of like mess it up and then they just do. Yeah. And it's and it's really <laughs> underwhelming. But that that really lit the fire, didn't it? Like, it did. It was, it, was, it, was a, it was a really exciting time to be an England fan. And you need, for that sort of stuff to happen, you need players who are going to catch your eye. Mm. It, it helps an awful lot when we talk about England. And that's why Vassell came on for Rooney. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> England don't really have a player necessarily like that at the moment. Possibly Harry Kane, you would argue, who could who could really mm. ram stuff home. But but ultimately, um, um, it's much easier when you've got like a really exciting young player you can really get behind. And we had that then, and it was very exciting. Listen, um, that's our England moment for, for, for well, for our final England yep. moment with with LG. Um, and what a better way to experience more England moments this summer if you aren't travelling to Russia, of course, with an LG OLED TV and soundbar. It is now, of course, as promised, to unveil our lucky winner. And we've chosen out of the shortlist we had out of the, the, the winner we picked at random for this particular moment. Our favourite England moment was Gaza's goal against Scotland in Euro 96. Ooh. 
selected by Chris Tankersley. Congratulations to you, Chris. You win an LG TV. Well done, Chrissy, baby. Mm. Great moment. They're all great moments, to be yeah. fair. That one was just, I think, for us, really hit home yeah. at a peak moment or age of our lives, didn't it? So we, yeah. we chose that one. Absolutely. Um, and Marcus chose it also because he wanted to get one over on the Scots. <laughs> <laughs> Lies again. Um, I'm going to wrap it up now. There we are. <laughs> You're not denying it, are you? I am denying it. Um, uh, that was our last England moment brought to you by LG OLED TV. See it, hear it, feel it, live the game with LG. Proud sponsors of the FA and the England men's teams. I've enjoyed these. Mm. Yeah, it's been great. It's been great. And, and this is our final... I mean, I know we've talked a lot about international football today. This is our final show of the 2017-18 season. The yeah. next time you'll hear us will be the 13th of June. We're back for our World Cup preview show, which is bloody exciting. Mm. Bloody exciting. Check out our schedule on social media, at Football Ramble or at the Football Ramble on Insta um, for all the stuff we're doing. We're basically releasing a show every game day, mm. but the club season is now officially over. It's time to get bloody excited. <laughs> the fever's here. Yes. Ah, here we, here we, here we fucking go. Here we. <laughs> so should we do, before we go, a quick round table about uh, fever, World Cup fever levels and the fevometer. Okay. 4.8. 4. Yeah. I'm going 4.82. The reason why I'm saying 4.8 is you just... You just want to have that little bit extra to come. I just watched those Rooney goals again. That's <laughs> 4.9 an inch in forward. Oh, oh Peter, 2.1. Bring, bring us back. <laughs> I remember that there are other teams other than England that took competition after playing Luke on the World Cup version of FIFA. So I'm up to about a 4.5. Whoa, I'm in there. I'm in there. Biggest yeah. mover. I saw, what, <laughs> I saw, I saw the uh, Russia World Cup 2018 typeface oh. on the FIFA game. And I got a bit excited. Top of the form table, Pete Donaldson. Uh, official top 40 countdown, biggest climber. <laughs> Thank you very much for listening to the Football Ramble, everybody. Say goodbye, Luke Moore. We are doing 450 shows in the World Cup. Make sure you listen to every damn one of them and tell all your friends. See you on the 13th. Yes. Say goodbye, Jimmy. Fever! That's next Wednesday in All Money. Yep. Say goodbye, PT. Bye! Bye from me. World Cup! Today during the Jeep Celebration event. Right now, get 20% below MSRP for an average of 15178 under MSRP on the purchase of a 2023 Jeep Grand Cherokee Overland 4xe or Summit 4xe. Not compatible with lease offers or with any other consumer incentive offers. 15178 average based on 20% below average MSRP from all 2023 Grand Cherokee Overland 4xe and Summit 4xe models and dealer stock. Residency restrictions apply. Take retail delivery from dealer stock by 4-1. Jeep is a registered trademark. Spin your passion into a business with Shopify and break sales records with the world's best converting checkout. Let's hear that one more time. The world's best converting checkout. Shopify's legendary checkout makes it easier for customers to shop on your website, across social media, and everywhere in between. Now that's music to your ears. Any way you spin it, you can be a smash hit with Shopify. 
Start your dollar a month trial today at shopify.com slash records.